You are listening to the New Spring Church Podcast. We're glad you're here. We want everyone everywhere to have an everyday relationship with Jesus, and we hope that this helps you do just that. King Jesus, we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. Right now, at the top of our week, we position you, we rank you as number one. Number one over our hearts, number one over our minds, number one over our families, number one over our work, number one over our passions and our pursuits. We rank you as number one. And we thank you, God, that when Jesus is number one, peace flows into our heart. No matter what storm rages around us, there is peace that reigns in our heart. We thank you, Jesus, that when you're number one, perspective is restored. (laughs) All the craziness that would distract us and, and scare us, all of a sudden, they seem to go real small in the light of your glory and grace. We thank you, Jesus, when you're number one, power starts to flow. And we have strength to do everything you have called us to as children of God, as citizens of heaven. We love you and trust you today. Across the state of South Carolina and all of our campuses, we say right now, Jesus, you are number one. And if you declare him as number one, would you say amen? Amen. Come put your hands together for King Jesus in this room. Y'all can grab your seats. Hey, good morning. So good being with you here at our 9.15 gathering. If we haven't met before, my name's Dan Leanne. I'm one of the teaching team here, and it's so good to be able to continue on this citizen series that we started a couple of weeks ago. The big idea we're trying to get around is as a child of God, as someone who has received the free gift of life that comes through Jesus dying on a cross and rising again, that makes us citizens of heaven. Irrespective of what is happening in the earth, you have a security because you are part of a kingdom that never fails, that will never end. Even the gates of hell will not prevail against what God has for his children and the citizens of this kingdom. Uh, My wife and I and our family, we're trying really hard right now to become citizens of the United States of America. We want to we experience the privileges of an American citizen. We want to take on the responsibilities of an American citizen. We want to enjoy the rights of an American citizen because primarily I love America. I moved here seven years ago and I thought, hey, this would be a fun adventure for the family, but I fell in love. If you're going to come here for a short period of time, don't come to South Carolina because you're going to fall in love. Like love, love, you know what I'm saying? I love our football here, the highs and the lows. I love our fast food here. I love the fact that even in Anderson alone, you can eat a different kind of fast food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the full seven days of a week and not double up once. Come on, I love our food here. I love the people at New Spring Church. You all are family. I love the kindness we have in this church. I love the generosity at this church. But but most of all, I want to become a citizen because when you become a citizen, you don't have to go to the DMV 
every year anymore. So right now, as a temporary resident, I have to go to the DMV every single year and renew my license. You all get to do it like in 10-year lots. I need to literally go to the DMV every single year, not just the one here in Anderson, I gotta go out to the one in Seneca, and I gotta stand in line to go get my license renewed. So think about how long those lines are. So basically, they're like a one-year license, so I basically wait in line, get my license, and I just turn around and get back into line again. <laughs> I wanna become a citizen because there are privileges, there are responsibilities, and there are rights that come with citizenship. And we've been trying to communicate to you that yes, we are American citizens, well most of you all are, but your higher citizenship, come on, your forever citizenship is in heaven. The kingdom of God, where King Jesus reigns, rules, and resides. And with this citizenship comes privileges, it also comes with some responsibilities, but if we would all take a deeper step into what it means to be a citizen of heaven in the earth, it'll change the way you experience life and the way you use this one gift of life you've been given. That's the reason over the last couple of weeks, Pastor Brad has done a phenomenal job launching us into this series. We've been looking at the book of Daniel, specifically at three citizens of a kingdom. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were in a other place, a temporary place. And as citizens of heaven, God used them to change that world. I love how in the Bible, all the way through, like in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20, it reminds us that our citizenship is in heaven. In a couple of moments' time, we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 2, and it talks about how, even though we live here in this moment, you are just passing through. You're a sojourner. Literally means you are on a journey, and there is a glorious and grand destination, and right now is just the view that you are taking in as you are passing through. And it's so important that we keep that, keep that deep in our spirit. Because life throws up different challenges. Uh, the, the world is never gonna be short of craziness. And we have to be reminded that we are citizens of a higher place, a better place, a forever place. When you understand you are a citizen, it changes the way you deal with pain. All of a sudden, the pain and the pressure that you feel, you get through it, why? Because when you're reminded that you're just passing through, whatever you are facing in this season, you can look at it and say, you know what? This is just temporary. Come on, you can handle pain if you know that this pain has a time stamp on it. You can get through it when you know whatever you're going through in the grand scheme of eternity is light and momentary. That's the reason the Apostle Paul could declare all of my troubles are light and momentary because I'm weighing it against this forever kingdom that I'm a part of. It changes the pain that you feel. It changes the way you invest your life. It changes the way you view things as important and maybe not as important. Uh, one of the things I love about college football season are the tailgates because not just y'all, we as a bunch of Southerners are crazy. The, the amount of investment that goes into tailgates, I got a buddy of mine who's got a tailgate 
He rents three parking spots. He brings in two RVs. He has a full outdoor kitchen. He's got more big screens than New Spring Church own, and it is like kind of a slam place every single week. There is a menu that goes out on the Friday night letting us know what we're going to, to nibble on and delight in. It's crazy, but it's amazing. We all love a big tailgate, but what would you do if a friend of yours came to you and said, you know what? I want to take this tailgate thing the next level. I'm going to sell everything that I have the house that I live in, the car that I drive. I'm going to empty out my 401k. I'm going to empty out every single cent in my bank account and I'm gonna spend it all on the most amazing tailgate. What would you tell your friend? You're crazy and not in a good way. Why? Because you know that the tailgate is only temporary. That's the reason I'm telling you, you're crazy if you spend your entire life all of your time, all of your talent, all of your treasure, trying to amass something that the moth is going to eat and the rust is going to destroy. You get to sow your life into something that isn't just a tailgate, it will flow into forever. The way you invest your life changes when you understand that you're a citizen of heaven. It also changes your mission. When you understand you're a citizen, placed here by God and for His glory, you go about your day-to-days real different. You understand that there is a mission that God has for you as a citizen of heaven. There are some dark places that He is sending a light. There are some hopeless spaces that He is sending help. When we understand that we are citizens of a greater, grander, and more beautiful kingdom, we engage in mission differently. That's the reason we've been getting around this idea over the last couple of weeks, that as citizens of the kingdom, if we are willing to be different, we will make a difference. Have you looked at the world like I've looked at the world and said, wow, there needs to be a change. Come on, have you looked at the world in the last couple of months as I've looked at the world and said, hey, where is the hope? Well, Jesus fairly and squarely looks you in the eye and says, there's more than enough hope in this earth today to make a difference. The Father's love, the example of Jesus, and the power of the Holy Spirit in partnership with citizens of heaven come on, will change the world. History booms this reality. And our story will be the story of a New Spring family who went beyond just a really cool big gathering on a Sunday morning to becoming citizens, come on, on mission. Different to make a difference. But here's the question, okay, cool. Okay, Dan, cool, that's nice. Sweet white pants today, but how? How do I make a difference? How can we be different to make a difference? Well, that's exactly what Peter was addressing in his letter to the churches. And God in his wisdom knew that these words would resonate to this moment. If you have your Bibles, would you go with me to 1 Peter chapter two? 1 Peter chapter two. And 1 Peter chapter 2 is all about 
how we are just passing through, sojourners left here to make a difference. Pain is real, but it's only temporary. And if we would be different, we will make a difference. First Peter chapter two, verse nine, the Bible says, but you are a chosen people. Come on, New Spring family, you are a chosen people. I never experienced the high of being picked first. Never. You know what I'm saying? Eric, I've got no doubt that as a kid, you were picked first a lot because you're like six foot five of ripped rock hard muscle and you were probably like that when you were in middle school, bro. I never experienced that. You know what I'm saying? Anyone in this room know what it's like to be picked first? Mark, were you picked first? You were picked first a lot. I know, I know. You guys got picked first a lot, all right? I never got picked first. Get this into your spirit. You aren't overlooked. Come on, you are not forgotten. You were chosen. God could have picked anyone in the world, but he picked you in this moment, in this time, for a purpose. You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood. You're a royal priesthood. You aren't just a normal priesthood. You are like next level. We should be taking pictures of you and putting it in those magazines that sit by the checkout kind of, you know, you are a royal priesthood. The priesthood in this earth aren't the people who preach from the stage or walk around in robes with a collar around their neck. The priesthood are the citizens of heaven knowing that they serve a great God in a world that needs this great God. Come on, you are a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation set apart for God. God's special possession. Think about that. I know for me that I have a couple of very prized possessions. They may not look impressive. They may not value as very much, but to me, they're worth everything. Why? Because it's prized. That's who you are. You are prized by God. You are His. Check this out. There's a reason behind it. That you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are a people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners, as exiles, come on, New Spring family, let's not get too comfortable with this earth. Because blink twice and take two breaths and we're gonna be standing before Jesus in our eternal kingdom, come on. And if there's anyone in this room over 40, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Every headache you get, you think that's a brain tumor. You know what I'm saying? Do not get too comfortable in this earth because we're just passing through. So abstain from the sinful desires which war, wage war against your soul. Live such good lives amongst the pagans that those Though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us and he is visiting us soon. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. If you're taking down notes, pull out your journals and your pens right now. 
any kind of note-taking device you have. You have the Newspring app, open them up. I want to talk about three differences between us as citizens and the world we've been called to impact. Come on, anyone here in this room ever say, you know what, the world needs some change, right? We are the change and we will bring change by the grace of God and for his glory if we are willing to be different. Say different. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you gotta be different. Because say to your, turn to your other neighbor, hey, you're already different. Come on. <laughs> How are we gonna be different? Number one, as a New Spring family, as citizens of heaven, we're always gonna choose unity over division. Unity over division. We live in divided times. It feels like an absolute cultural norm and as someone who travels around this blue rock that God made for a living, talking about Jesus, done it for 25 years, I'm here to let you know it's not peculiar to America alone. It is a human thing. It is all over the world. We like picking things that are different about other people, defining them by those things and dividing from them. It's in our human soul. At the same time, there is a devil. He's real. He ain't anywhere as strong as our King Jesus, but he's around, scurrying around, trying to do his work, and his basic only play is division. He likes to create wedges between brothers and sisters. He likes to create chasms between citizens of heaven. But the Bible has has given us the devil's playbook and we're not gonna fall for it, come on, and we're gonna choose unity over division. Because the Bible says there in, in verse 10 that once we were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Once upon a time, you were splintered. Once upon a time, you all had your own agendas. Once upon a time, you had your own prejudices and your biases. You were all kind of off in your own corners, but now because of the mercy of God and the grace of God, come on, we are the people of God. Unity is not uniformity. Uniformity, and there is a voice in the earth that says this, that everyone has to be the exact kind of same like version of this, this picture of, of uniformity. And if you're not, then you're, you're a hater, you're, you're biased and no, 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 no. Unity is not uniformity. Flip it, there are some people in this room right now who are getting triggered right now by me even using the word unity because you're going, you know what, here's another kind of, oh, here's another, no, 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 no. This is a kingdom agenda. Unity is recognizing that there is something beautiful and forever that binds us together and is the mercy of God. More than any distinction, more than any leaning, more than any history, right now, if you receive the mercy of God, that gives you incredible unity with the people around you. Come on, unity over division. That's the thing I love most about New Spring Church. I love our programs, I love our seats, I love our air conditioning blowing so cold in the summertime and so cold in the winter time. But most of all, I love the fact that when someone asks me what kind of church New Spring Church is, I can tell them right away, we're a church for everyone, everywhere, 
in an everyday relationship with Jesus. We are right now in the state of South Carolina, the most diverse but unified gathering happening in this moment. It is beautiful. We're a church for people who were brought up in church. We're a church for people who never thought they'd be sitting in a church. And right now you'd be freaking out because you're sitting in a church. We're a church for people who have lived a pretty moral and good life, but have come to a recognition, no matter how moral they are, they still need Jesus. And for people who have run the other direction for the longest time, but now they have learned all they needed was Jesus. Come on, we're a church for orthodontists from Ohio. We're a church for cheesecake makers from California. We're a church for golf pros from New York State. We're a church for people who run senior living solution kind of data things from Florida. These are four kinds of people I have talked with this very week. We're a church for people who have more than enough. We're a church for people who are just getting by. We're a church for people who have done many a lap around the sun. We're a church for college students who right now enjoy the sun a little bit too much, but trust me, you gotta cover up because that'll catch up. We're a church for the tiger. We're a church for the gamecock. We're a church for the bulldog. We're a church for, okay, Seminoles are invited to, but we just would really appreciate if you were just a little bit more quiet today. Look around you right now on every single campus. Look around you. This is no ordinary thing. From different cultures, different colors, different creeds, different backgrounds different social situations. This, my friends, feels like heaven because this is what heaven looks like. Every tribe, every nation, every tongue. Can someone say good amen to that? Standing before you is the most diverse dude you're gonna meet. Got a Chinese face, I've got an Australian voice, I've got a Southern soul. You know how I got a Southern soul? Yesterday I'm at the game and I'm watching the game, and I have my hand, like kind of resting, you know, my head resting on my hand, and I smelt that my hand was tangy and a little orange. I spent the morning with my hand in a bucket of buffalo chicken dip. My hand smelt like buffalo chicken dip. Chinese face, Australian voice, southern soul and hand. And this is us. Can someone say a good amen? amen? Faith over fear, number two, write this one down. We are a people who are, yeah, sorry, unity over division. Next, next one, faith over fear, write that one down. Faith over fear. Verse 13 says, submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority. You gotta understand the context into which this was spoken to the citizens. It was a fearful time. Do you feel fear in your heart right now on the earth? Well, this ain't new. 2,000 years ago, the early church was being deeply persecuted. The people who were persecuting were the authorities, were the rulers. The emperor Nero was as evil a king the world had ever seen. 
You could have found yourself in a small group, heard a knock at the door. Roman centurions could have dragged out all of the men, impaled them, set them alight to keep the streets alight at night, and you couldn't do a thing about it. You could be a part of a church that was growing massively, but then overnight it would half because they would take the Christians who would not declare Nero as a god, but Jesus as king and God, and they would put him into a coliseum where they would be eaten by wild animals. Fear? So in the next time you say, oh my goodness, this is the worst that it has ever been. No, it isn't. There's a little bit of perspective here. And even in the midst of that, this is what he says. Submit yourself for the Lord's sake to that. Why? It's not that God is against, God isn't against injustice, he is. It's just that he's saying, the more hard and the more difficult life gets, the more opportunity you have to trust him over everything in this earth you have. And the greater your trust, guess what? The louder your testimony. It's easier to praise Jesus when you're on the mountaintop singing the hills are alive with the sound of music but I'm telling you now, that song that rises up out of your soul when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death just hit different. You have a chance, my friends, as citizens, in this season of life to choose faith over fear. There's so much fear in the earth. And I get it because it feels like common sense ain't that common anymore. I get it. We're coming to an election cycle and some of y'all are going, Oh my goodness, just say we have another four years of this. The other half are saying, hey, you know what? The four years have been great. Just say this four years gets forgotten. You know what I'm saying? And you do know that the price of a democracy is that half of the country is going to be angry at any given time. But we as a people of God, come on, as citizens, will always choose faith, our foundation in Jesus over any fear. Someone say a good amen to that. They're so fearful nowadays. I've seen friends of mine who are brave people historically show so much fear now. I'm talking about brave men, you know what I'm saying? Manly men, you know what I'm saying? Thick, lush, bearded men, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about leasing land to go shoot all kinds of deer kind of men, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about like got a doomsday bunker with like a million rounds of ammunition kind of men. But the same kind of men are fearful now. They're scared of everything. I remember earlier this year, remember that news story about the, the, the spy balloon? Remember the spy balloon thing, the Chinese spy balloon? I had some guys come up to me, I said, Dan, what are you gonna do about the Chinese spy balloon? Well, first of all, why do you assume I can do anything? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It ain't a spy balloon, it's probably just a gender reveal gone wrong. Because <laughs> Americans take this gender reveal stuff way too seriously, you know what I'm saying? It's probably a balloon with full, full of pink confetti, just, you know what I'm saying? And even if it is a spy balloon, why are you freaking out about China listening to your conversations? You do know that you have a listening device sitting in your lap right now. And even if there is a spy balloon in the sky, guess what? I know who made the sky. And I, I know the God who sits above the sky. And he never sleeps and he never slumbers. He doesn't slip. He doesn't lose grip. Come on, if you believe that, you better praise him in this room right now. I can choose faith over fear. Thirdly and lastly, Citizens of heaven are not only going to choose unity over division, faith over fear, they're gonna choose doing over complaining. 
Yeah, we're gonna go there, doing over complaining. Verse 15 says, for it is God's will that by doing good, it's a promise. Remember Pastor Brad talked about how this series about citizens is a prophetic unfolding. This is happening in this day as it was talked about in the Bible. It's also full of promises. And here's a promise, for it is God's will. This is his game plan. This is his path of choosing that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. How many people have foolish people around them? Come on. (laughs) You put your hand up way too quick and your wife got mad. But this is what we've done as citizens. And I'm right there smack bang in the middle of this. I stand accused and I'm guilty. What we do so often in this day and age is we think if we start yelling back at the foolishness, we will correct the foolishness in the earth. What do the Proverbs tell us? You know what I'm saying? Yell at a foolish person, become a foolish person yourself. We just think that if we, if we like say enough stuff on social media, post enough stuff on Facebook, then the darkness will get scared and run away. Come on, does that work? It really doesn't. What's the promise? By doing good. Let's say that, by doing good. Every campus, by doing good. No longer complaining. No more pointing. In fact, let's make a rule in our house at New Spring as a group of citizens, no complaining unless you've done something about it. Doing over complaining. Oh, Dan, the world's so crazy. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like this, like the schools are teaching all this craziness about genders to my son or to, to my daughter. Hey, hey, stop complaining about what's happening in the education system. How about man of God, spend more time with your son and you teach him what it means to be a biblical man. Come on, parents, how about you take responsibility for the way your daughter sees herself as made in the image of God? No more complaining. I don't wanna hear another business guy going, Gen Z doesn't work hard. They don't don't have the grind like we used to. No, no, no. If you wanna impact Gen Z, every single one of our New Spring campuses has a Fuse ministry and we are desperately in need of leaders. Sign up, grab a bunch of 12 year old kids and tell them how to live life. They will listen to you because you own a car, you pay for your own gas, you have a fridge, you stock yourself, you are the coolest thing in their world. No more complaining. Oh my good, oh, the, my religious liberties are gonna be taken away from me. It's so hard to be a Christian today. I won't be able to witness it at work. I won't be able to share my testimony at school. Are you witnessing at work right now? Are you sharing your testimony at school right now? Why are you getting upset about having something taken away that you ain't using right now? And if it's gonna get taken away, I would double down and tell everyone about Jesus with every moment that I get given. And I know this might come to a, like an absolute shock for some people, but we even complain sometimes at New Spring Church. I know, it's crazy. Oh, we're too big. We're too big. I don't feel I can get connected. Well, we have literally have a class called Connect. <laughs> Go do it. 
And then you get to serve and hang out and be a part of a team. Oh, this church doesn't teach anything deep enough. I, I'm, I need some meat in my life. This is only milk. We have Bible study groups on every single campus. The smartest man I know, Trevor Cox, every Sunday night shows up to the Anderson campus and just is trying to teach the Bible. Come on. And on every single campus, there's opportunity for you to grow. I love the fact that I'm looking at a bunch of people from the Bridge Center right in front of me. Bridge Center has helped men find fullness and freedom through the power of the Holy Spirit over addiction. That started with a guy named Bradley Saxon who said, you know what? We probably need something like this in town. You know what he did? He stopped complaining, he started doing it, and now literally hundreds of men have found freedom. I played golf with Bradley Saxon a couple of weeks ago. He's so bad because he's spending all his time helping men out of addiction. No more complaining. Somebody should do something. You're somebody. We as the New Spring family over the last seven years have invested in over 600 kingdom ventures in the earth, forcefully advancing the work of King Jesus. Do not tell me there is an opportunity for you to stop complaining. Come on and start doing. Can someone say a good amen to that? Well, if you amen, start doing. All right, time is done. I've got like a stitch right now. It's a cramp. I think like it's rib cancer. I know it is. I have this conversation all the time. It's at the YMCA. It's on email. It's like, Dan, the world's so crazy. I'm always like, can I rub my hands together? You know why? If I lived in a world of total darkness, if I had the one candle supply... I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. Come on, if I lived in the desert and there was no water supply and I owned all of the Aquafina, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. We live in a world of darkness. We are the bride of Jesus with a light that cannot be extinguished. Now, my friends, is the time for the citizen. If you believe that, just praise him in the room for a moment. So in a few moments' time, I'm going to pray. And then on every single campus, there's going to be a leader to step out, and they're going to shepherd this moment. I'm going to invite all of our ministry teams right now to get to their positions on every single campus, and maybe we'll get everyone on every single campus to stand up. We're going to pray, and we're going to respond. Amen? We will not be heroes of the Word. The citizens of New Spring Church are going to be doers of the Word. Okay, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to pass this off on every single campus to a local shepherd to land the plane. Lord Jesus, we heard you this morning. Okay, loud and clear. Help us by your Spirit. Be doers of the Word. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, right now we're live in the Anderson campus. And that we're going to respond. I'm telling you, I am I'm so pumped about what God is doing in our church right now. I love what he's doing at Fuse right now. This is revival. This is stuff I haven't seen in years. It blows my mind to think of what God is doing in the businesses in our church and the men and women who 
who carry so much weight in this town. I just love what's happening in our college students. I love what's happening. It's just amazing. And I just want to be a part of what God is doing. Can someone say amen to that? I just want to just add value to it. So we're going to respond this morning. If you're a citizen of heaven by the blood of Jesus, give me a woo. We're going to take communion this morning. But you're going to take it gratefully. Guess what? You didn't have to hire a lawyer to do paperwork and sit and wait. Jesus came and did everything on a cross to get you into the kingdom. So we're taking communion this morning with grateful hearts. Amen? If you're not a citizen yet, you're invited. It's not your work, not your effort, not your energy. It's simply finding your life at the foot of the cross. Like I said before, I'm going to be hanging around there. If you don't know Jesus, but you want to walk away with a friendship with Jesus, I would love to chat with you down the front. We're going to give. All right, we're going to give our tithes and our offerings. Who wants to see the darkness in the earth push back? Come on. Who wants to see the darkness in the earth push back? The only force of light left here in the earth is the church of Jesus. So why would you stop investing in the one source of life, come on, and light in a dark and dead earth? We're going to give our first and our best. As well as that, we're going to pray. If you know you need grace and strength to be different so that you can make a difference, or if there's something specifically you need to see a difference made in, we've got people who would love to pray with you. And finally, we're going to worship. Jesus, as we respond, have your way. As we take communion right now, help us take it gratefully. As we say yes to your life right now, Let that decision go deep. And as we give right now, multiply it for your glory. As we pray, move mountains. Bring dead things back to life. And as we worship, shift something in us and shift something in the earth. In Jesus' name. And all the citizens said, amen. Let's respond. Thanks for listening to the New Spring Church Podcast. Make sure to visit our website at newspring.cc for more content, including videos, articles, and devotionals to help you have an everyday relationship with Jesus. Or plan a visit to one of our campuses across the state of South Carolina.